can't put that in the podcast. It's copyright. Do what we want. Good time. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Uh, that was good, eh? That was nice. I like that. How do you like that, Max? Yeah, good, yeah. Jesus, the thing won't stop. Hello, Ben. Hello, everyone. Feeling good to be here again with my favourite pally wellies. Thanks for having me. You, you are, you're here every week. <laughs> Matt Hancock. He said It's that. been great to have me. It's been great to have me. <laughs> Is that what he said? On Stephen Bartlett's one. Yeah. Imagine being that confident. That's uber confident. Yeah. Who do you say is the most confident person you know? In person or in, online? Everywhere. Andrew Tate? On earth. Would you say he's the most confident? Looks like it. Definitely out, like, he like, he's just outwardly confident. Unless he's putting it on for the camera. I think he's putting it on. Yeah. It's yeah. all an act, isn't it? What about, um, a bit like, I guess he's the, he's our current day Dan Bilzerian. Remember when yeah. that guy popped off? That's he a good lived, way of looking at it. He lived a massive alpha male lifestyle. Yeah. Was a massive trend for a couple of months and then he dipped. Do you know what happened to him in the end? He started a company called Ignite, which was basically, I think it was a cannabis company out in um, mm. Miami mm. or LA. Um, and he's basically, he went around and loads of investors and raised loads of capital, like 50, 60 million dollars. And he's just spunked it all on parties and stuff. And like wow. this whole business doesn't make any money, hasn't made profit. Wow. And it's just like, everything's going downhill and there's videos on youtube about it and they've got like six seven eight million views about how dumb that you've all wanted so much you wanted everything <laughs> um dan brazilian's got no money now jeez but he still fucks bitches and maybe he's boats. reincarnated as the uh, andrew tate i mean he had hair now he's not got hair andrew tate maybe cut off the beard and the head yeah i didn't want thought about that what? did you have you thought about that i what what i'm confused Fourth per- is it third person or fourth person? Fourth wall. Fourth bring, wall. Bring them in. Why is it called the fourth wall? Because there are normally four walls in a room. Shouldn't it be the fifth wall? Is it because you? I don't know. Is it about speaking in first person? You know, you say I'm going to speak in. Fir- I'm speaking in first person, mm. and then you say I'm speaking in third person, mm-hmm. as if yourself. Where's the second person? I was just going to say that. Is there a second? Second person? person is a thing, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Stand by. I will Google it. Carry on. That's an interesting thought, though, isn't it? Ben? What's first person is like hello i am yeah and third person is when i was a young boy so second person is no, you no. are third person is ben is such an amazing like it would be hi i'm dan and third person is dan is such a legend dan really is hungry today oh as if so you're just you're saying like narrating as, as if you're for not, yourself yeah oh wow that's crazy but where's the second person at yeah what, what how do they talk we don't know that's what we're wondering and then the fourth wall which is where we were going with it maybe the fourth wall is where it's maybe where you're like looking at yourself from the third person's point of view. I've got the definition of second person. Go on, Joss. Uh, so this is the, the description I found. Second person is a point of view that, ref- that refers to a person or people being addressed by a writer or speaker. So, for example, the sentence, you walked across a bridge, uses the second person to say what you, the reader or listener, did. So rather than saying, I did this or Joss does this, it's you did this. Nice. You welcomed me. I'm about five percent closer to understanding what's going on here. Yeah, I thought that was a good explanation. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, good start. Yeah, that was, that was an so, interesting start, wasn't it? You've been to uh, a place recently, Dan. I have. Boardmasters. Yes, I was down in Newquay for a solid four days. Went there on Thursday, came back Sunday. That's four days during <laughs> during the heat wave. That's how days work. During the heat wave, yeah, it's the second festival I've been to this year that's had 30 degree heat. Uh, I would not recommend it. What did you sleep in? Uh, I slept in a, cam- a canvas, a plasticky canvasy tent. 
which was extremely hot. Yeah, I bet it was. Uh, for the first few nights, we went out, had a lot of drink, and got back at about 2 a.m., and then would have to wake up by about half six because the tent was so hot and unbearable, you just couldn't stay in it. What if you open the door? I don't really want to go to sleep at 2 a.m. with my tent door open. What, what if you open it in the morning? It's still so hot. There's no breeze. It's just an opening. Would you not have slept like outside the tent? Uh, no, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. But as big as I am and as confident as I am, I haven't got that. Did you have a private spot on the tent? My Did I have a... Yeah, it was my whole tent, so I had the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing is VIP what, access. What was me. next to your tent, though? Was I, only, I only had access to a quarter of my <laughs> own tent. <laughs> it's like when you, went to, um, when you went to that other one, you said that your tent was miraculously in some sort of other compound where there's other people in tents doing drugs, and you were like, oh yeah. my God, what do I do now? Yeah, I found the weirdest spot in the middle of like a big group of young... Uh, motorcycle uh, BMX kind of kids this one uh, we were in VIP camping uh, but it was still amongst maybe say maybe two to three thousand people fuck me in one big field Um, what VIP got you was some showers and some toilets the toilets were basically really big sheds that you had to go up three steps to get to you went into the toilet you locked the, the wooden door behind you and you'd look down and it was it was a long drop basically which is just a toilet seat uh, with a big hole, and then below that hole, you can visibly see piles of shit. You can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was no words. I there was the. I only did that once. I only went into that bathroom once because I thought I'm, I'm better than that. Did it stink? Yeah. the The weird thing is they've got massive boxes full of like sawdust outside the toilets, and it says like, make sure you take a, a scoop of sawdust in because apparently the sawdust like neutralizes the smell of it or something. Um. Am I fuck gonna take a scoop full of sawdust in? Like <laughs> people, are, people are already seeing that I might be go, like I'm a bit embarrassed. That I'm having to go for a shy in this place. Next thing you know, I've got to take a scoop full of sawdust in with me. What am I, a guinea pig? Did anyone take it in? Don't know. I didn't look. Just kind of got in there and got out. Yeah, that is asking bad. too much to of be, someone who needs a shit at a festival, isn't it? To yeah. be fair though, do you reckon like? Everyone's in the same boat. Are there really going to be people outside the stall, like watching people go in to be like, "He's having a shit." No, she's especially, having a shit. Especially at like six a.m. when you're hungover as well. Yeah, yeah. But you do kind of get in your own head a little bit. So yeah, that was interesting. What else did you see? Um, I saw Corrupt FM, Idols, Bombay Bicycle Club, Disclosure were on. Yeah, a range of stuff. Really, Disclosure rum. Disclosure were on. <laughs> I said they were on, but I didn't really see them, but I did hear them. What was quite interesting is that George Ezra was on at the exact same time as Idols. From the Idols concert, you could hear George Ezra. And obviously, George Ezra is, as I heard on the weekend, George Ezra is just Michael Bublé defrosted. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good way of putting it. Is, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He's your mum's favourite. He comes out in the summertime, has a really good jolly time, yeah. and then dips for Christmas because he turns into Michael Bublé. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was really funny because from the Idols concert where it's kind of anti, anti-government anti and anti-Queen and all that stuff, you could just hear George Ezra in the background just singing, I'll be riding shotgun. <laughs> it's so, it's so cute, yeah. Um, in the middle of the Idols gig, actually, they got everyone to start singing or chanting, fuck the Queen. Did you chant? For about two minutes. No. Because uh, you, you're, you're actually, not many people know about you, Dan, but you were actually quite into your roles, aren't you? And you've yeah. seen and met some. Yeah, I've met quite a lot. I haven't met Prince Andrew, fortunately, fortunately for me. Yeah, nice. Uh, but I have, I have met Boris Johnson once. Tell okay. us about that. Uh, Boris Johnson. My dad and I were were walking through London. We we're in horse guards. I was young. Uh, this was actually before he was PM. And was he I mean, there? He was just your a, dad, or Boris Johnson. 
the Johnson. Okay. Uh, and he, he was he the mayor. He of London? must have been mayor. Yeah. yeah. But he's just a, a character, wasn't he back then? And Still thought, oh, is. That's fucking Boris Johnson. I think he was on his little bike. So <laughs> I asked him for a photo, and I've looked for that photo everywhere, and I can't find Did it. Did he agree but, to it? Yeah, I had a photo. Maybe my dad's got that. Was he quite jolly about it all? Uh, he's just a bit. Oh, take a photo. <laughs> Vegan sausage roll. <laughs> Vegan sausage roll. And then when I saw, I saw the Queen. Uh, Prince William and uh, Kate at a gig. I was sat directly below them at a gig. Didn't your dad wave at them? That's insane. No, it was during the national anthem. That was quite trippy because it was the only time that they all stood up. I was stood there like, like, li- like singing the song, singing the national anthem, mm. uh, and I could, and I just turned around. And I could just see them just there, and I had a little my little Canon S120, and I took a little photo like that. Oh, I got video of a it. selfie. Um, yeah, I was like. Stand out of the way. Just During in case the, the Queen from... saw you taking a picture. Yeah. But the, everyone was like, the Queen there. Yeah, the Queen was there. So you saw her in person? Yeah, but what's mad is it was like a military event, so like everyone there loves the fucking Queen. Uh and I was I love the Queen. And I'm <laughs> and I'm just team. a member of the public. Mm. Uh so yeah, it was it was good times. What um how far away was she? Do you reckon you could like throw in like a Twix at her? Uh was it too far? I could easily back throw a Twix at her. That close? Yeah. Fuck me. That's really close. Yeah. So you sang God Save the Queen to the Queen? Yeah. Within a Twix throw? Within a Twix throw, yeah. She may as well have been on this podcast. It was that clear. Wow. <laughs> My voice, mate, cut straight through You the are a gift that keeps on giving, mate. Uh, I am. Thank you. Um, I was going to... There's another story, actually, from there, but I, can't, I, can't, I keep forgetting the song. Uh, God save Not that one. So we, one. Went to a, we went to one of the gigs. We uh, went to one of the things in the concert place or whatever it's called we back at boardmaster yeah yeah back at boardmaster not with the queen now okay and um we everyone was there having a good time jolly good time and that dancing along and um you know so we're all dancing shit and i'm singing along to a song and then the dj drops this like really sick reggae tune and then he drops it and it's night nurse you know and um as he drops it everyone's like about to sing or no everyone's singing along then he drops the tune and i'm the only one who kind of knows it so i'm just bellowing it's on my voice really high pitch and ever the whole crowd fucking heard me sing that. I was the only twat. <laughs> Did in they look round? Yeah, and everyone was fucking laughing at me. <laughs> so savage, mate. Oh, only you, mate. Big only tune, you. though. Big tune. Oh, that's not good, mate. So that was my weekend. That's not good. Well, I've had some, a good time. You yeah, got some sick photos. I did, yeah. I was pretty happy with that. I was only there to kind of film. I was there working. I was there working, but um, kind of got some photos from my personal collection. And Corrupt FM reposted your... Yeah, guy from Corrupt FM reposted. I got backstage at one of the gigs. That was pretty sick. Didn't you meet like Bombay Bicycle Club's mum or something? I met the guy from Bombay Bicycle Club. He's called Mr. Jukes. Is that his actual name, Joss? No, his name is Jack Steadman or Steedman, but he has uh, another... Music artist goes by the name Mr. Jukes. He looks like a modern day version of Humpty Dumpty. Because <laughs> he's got an egghead. I'm not going to lie, I had no idea who he was. No, it could have been someone a bit more, you know, mainstream. Sorry, Joss. When you said he's, it's the guy from Bombay, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. But if you just sent me a picture of you and him. Who could I have been? Maybe the Ezra could have been a better one, right? I probably still wouldn't recognise that. I'd definitely recognise recognize George Ezra anyway, mate. You love a bit of yours. Uh, no ah, nice. uh, which got me thinking when I kind of snuck backstage, it got me thinking, Ben, has there been a time that you've been a little bit cheeky or you've got somewhere that you shouldn't have been or you've done something that you shouldn't have? Fuck. Uh... On the spot. I thought about the example of the Mercedes thing, and I'm not sure if you spoke about that on this podcast, but it might be quite a nice little story to tell. 
Okay. About your cheekiness. What, what, our first ever one or our second time we did it? It's probably best to start with the first one. Probably. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Um, so our first ever video, when Dan and I first started making films back in 2017, we had an idea of taking a car down to South France and filming like a like a fucking car advert with drones. Like, the idea in my head was super high production, not really realizing that we couldn't do any of that with an 1100D and no experience. But anyway... I thought, Dan's in charge of cameras, I'll get the car. So I walked into Mercedes, where I'd emailed them before, and I just said, hi, can I test drive like a, a AMG car or something? And they, they gave me like a diesel AMG line. But I was just like, I turned up in a suit, and I was like, can I just, no, not, not that one, I didn't, sorry. I just turned up and said, can I have the car for a test drive? And they were like, yeah. And I drove it out, and Dan was like shitting himself, like, oh my God, he's actually worked it. And we just basically made a really shit Valentine's Day video, didn't we? Yeah, it was terrible. And, and, and <laughs> to I, never be seen again. Yeah, I gave Hannah like a box of chocolates and a, and a heart balloon. Yeah. Um, in is, an AMG though. No, no, that, was, that wasn't even in the car. It was oh, like, right. it was like <laughs> the, 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 the idea of the premise, the premise of the video was like, don't give your girlfriend like a, the best ride of her life or something. Yeah, it was it's, along the lines of like, <laughs> why give silly presents like chocolate and flowers when you can get her an AMG? Nice. Yeah, everyone can do that. Really cringe. And then about two years later, we did the same thing again. But we asked, I basically said that um, I'd come into some inheritance money and I wanted like a C-class AMG, like an like an eight, I think it was a, was it an S-class AMG? It was like a 70, 80 grand car. And I had to get Dan to drop me off like around the corner in his polo just so they didn't know <laughs> that we were like full of shit. And I, and I turned up in a suit. Nice. And uh, yeah, they took my ID and everything down. I don't think they normally give out AMGs to like 21-year-olds willy-nilly. Um, and it got to the point where they stopped. I remember in the pre-production of it, they stopped replying to me or they were like getting quite shit at comms. So I emailed the sales manager at Mercedes and I just said, look, mate, um, I've got really bad comms from all the sales guys here. So I'm just going to go to Audi instead. But thanks very much for your time. Just being a bit of a fucking... Just pushing it a bit. Well... If I was like that, that, I think just concrete that I wasn't chatting shit, I guess, mm. I guess, because I had the boys to say something like that. Yeah. And then they were like, he instantly replied and booked it in like that day. I mean, we got it for the whole day, didn't we, Dan? And it, that car, that car was as fast as the Tesla. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was rapid. It's so quick. It was, it was scary to drive. And it, it sounded amazing. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Did it, and you made the same film of that? <laughs> we didn't even make a video out of that. I think we did. I think we, we literally did. just got it for a jolly. <laughs> We had yeah. a camera and I was like, the intention of filming, but... I think I made like a 20 second cut. You Did you make the cut? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I think it might be on Vimeo or something like yeah. that. It's got like a cool intro of like the door shutting and stuff. Backwards on the tools. But that car, mate, was a... But we've always thought about, oh, we should do that again and like go to like Ferrari or something. That would... If you could do that at Ferrari, then... I'd be mad. Maybe we should just do it. Mm. I, I believe. I reckon I could do it. You'd have more of. A, I feel like you'd have more of a chance doing it at a dealer that's stock, not stock, but a dealer that's got a Ferrari there mm. than going to actual Ferrari. I don't think they give you a Ferrari for the day, though. They you'd go out no. for an hour, and they probably with go the guy. With you, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the risks you can take as a young business. Is like yeah. at that time we were just two young guys trying to make films, trying to make videos, and we didn't have, we weren't established, and we didn't have any kind of liability to anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it'd be a bit different. It'd be like, almost like a sales pitch then, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, we can do this for you if you just give us a car for a day and we'll see what we can create. I don't know as well, like with Ferrari, I don't know if I'd even find it that, f- I mean, it'd be, it'd be special. Yeah. And it'd be cool. But like, 
it wouldn't feel that fast anymore. It's a different kind of thing, though, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got the noise and the experience yeah. and the interior. You know you're driving a Ferrari. As you mm. said, it would be special, but it's a different kind of special because yeah. it's not... Well, it is a rocket ship, but it's an old school, yeah. like loud, yeah. angry rocket ship, not a sophisticated Star Trek Enterprise like you've got at the moment. Wow, that was a very, very nerdy response there, Max. I'm quite impressed with Come you. Come on, I've got to go back to my roots. Max, would you say there's been a time when you've been a bit cheeky or out of the box? Just <clears throat> think about one in the meantime, you cheeky boy. Yeah, yeah I think so. Not quite to the same level, but there were, t- there were always times, especially like sort of as a photographer doing fashion like street style stuff we'd always be in like locations that were like you know it'd be like a shopping center or some rooftop car park or something like that like we'd just go to like random locations try and get on the roof of somewhere just to get something different because everyone was trying to get like the same photo excuse me and um yeah there were so many times where like security people would come up to me and be like you can't be here all this stuff so i'd just be like oh yeah sorry mate i'm i'm shooting for vice and they'd be like oh okay yeah just 10 minutes and then please go and i'm like yeah no worries and then we stay there for another hour and like, excuse me another hour and they don't come back yeah i've had one time where a security guard came up to me and was like i need your sd card and i was like wow no <laughs> and they're like no give me your sd card i was like i'm not giving like no. was it in public or was it on private property kind of thing uh i think it was actually on private property but it was a shopping center like it was outdoors in a shopping center all right um and yeah, he was just like, oh yeah, I need your SD card. And I was like, mate, I'm not, I can't give you that. It's my property. I'll delete the photos. That's fine. I'll format it, but I'm not giving you the card. Mm. Um, but yeah, a couple of... Did he back down at that point? Well, he did because I said, oh yeah, I'm shooting for Vogue. <laughs> and he was like, he, he probably didn't know what Vogue was because in hindsight, 15-year-old little Max was like, oh yeah, I'm shooting for Vogue. <laughs> You're fucking not, mate. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, me, and my mate, uh, me and my mate are shooting for Vogue right now. Uh, but yeah, no, that's really the only time I've ever needed to do that. I remember when we filmed the uh, Swindon Half Marathon and we were well hung over and we went to the end, which was in the town centre outside Mackey's and it's fucking rammed everywhere. And Dan just looks at me and goes, watch this. And he pulls a high vis out of his bag, puts a high vis on <laughs> and literally walks past like 16 security guards to get to the entrance of like, oh my God. the end of the run. Yeah. And I'm sat there outside the camera in like the rain just watching him like <laughs> walk around all the, like, the VIP zones and no one's saying anything at one point he walked into the fucking stretching tent and he's just like <laughs> filming people stretching <laughs> did I meet you at the side of the yeah. gate and give you my high vis yeah. to then get in yeah. and meet me yeah. I think that's the thing like when, you, when you're trying to sneak into places it's the confidence is the biggest thing you can have and the high vis yeah yeah high vis <laughs> is like as important but if you've got the, the confidence just to be like yep I'm part of this team or mm. I'm part of this crew you'll get straight in part of the crew part of the ship yeah. Jossie boy Oh, I've been thinking, mate. I don't know. There it is. I don't know. Amazing. Sorry. I don't have anything. I think it depends what kind of thing you shoot. As you said, like music festivals and stuff like that, I feel like you can bullshit your way in. Yeah. If, you, if you've got the chat, and you, as you said, you've got the confidence, and there are loads of stories of people getting into like Travis Scott gigs and stuff like that and sneaking in places to shoot. There's a really good video that um, Zach Allsop from Zach and Jay, he just uploaded recently about sneaking into Glastonbury. And how, you know, it's impossible to get into yeah. that place. And he found that there's, there's one river that goes, there's, a, there's a basically a tunnel that goes underneath the ground of Glastonbury and out, like, out into it. Um, and he did like a recce with his dad around the whole place, learned where it was, and then went back there on the day and like snuck in at nighttime. But uh, like what's crazy is on this, where this tunnel is that's got a river going through it, they literally put a big metal gate in front of it on, when it's Glastonbury so people don't sneak underneath. But... Um, yeah, there was a like tiny gap that he got through. It was like 
30 centimetres big or something. And you had to like propagate. That's insane. I do remember when I was I was about uh, maybe like 12, we went on holiday to a place called Dunrail in Holland near Amsterdam with my family. And the sick thing about this campsite is it had a water park, a theme park, and a campsite all in one compound. So it was like, I mean, as a kid, it's like... That's, Massive. It's like, it's like ecstasy for 10-year-olds, you know? Mm. It's like the most amazing place. But the water park and the theme park shuts at like 9 p.m. For obvious reasons. And I remember you can have in the actual, in the campsite, you could hire those pedal go-karts. Remember those things? They're go-karts, but they're Mm. they're pedal powered. Yeah. And me and my brother hired them and we started up our own little taxi service. (laughs) And we were like transporting people from like campsite A to campsite B or campsite B to the theme park for like a couple of euros. And people would like see us and they were like, oh, they start to recognize us on day two, (laughs) day three, day four. Like, can I get a lift so-and-so? And we ended up making a couple of a couple of 50 euro notes or something anyway the um we made some friends out there who were all a bit i, I guess they were naughtier kids than me and tim were or maybe yeah. maybe i was Tim. were they was. french they, no they're all english i think they, they were northern kids so they, uh, you know, yeah. they were a bit rough round, rough and ready <laughs> yeah anyway the, we went into the theme park at night time with these go-karts and do you remember the slides you go down on the sack Yes, the yeah, huge... yeah. Or, like, or the hell to scale, the scale to one, you go round. Not round, it goes straight down like a, like a wave. The what one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The what one? Hell to scale. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, anyway, <laughs> what we ended up doing, <laughs> we ended up going up the uh, up the slides with the go-karts, and we pushed the go-karts all the way to the top, and then we went down these slides. What? And we, obviously, we were just sending it, and there was, oh there was no one God. about. It was like midnight at this point. Holy hell. Security guard turns up, has a bollock in it, is... Um, one of the Dorman guys nicks his security hat and gets on top and gets on the go kart and cycles off. And well, I sh- shit, you know, yeah. it was like a sketch from Benny Hill. This security guard was, <laughs> was chasing him for a good a good forty five minutes, and uh, I'm not exaggerating the time there. Wow, yeah, good time. That sounds like a mad holiday. And then the next morning, taxi service resumed as normal. Yes. What time? Back on shift. Oh, mate, ten. <laughs> Did you have many people asking you? Been busy tonight, then. <laughs> <laughs> have many people tonight. Where'd you get busy? I remember one there's a girl on the back of Tim's bike and he was like, Oh, a shortcut and um he just turned left really hard and she went flying off the side. Wow. Nice. And he kept pedalling. Insurance claim. He just fucked right off. Because obviously we weren't insured drivers back then. <laughs> no. And we weren't a legit taxi service. That's and obviously that was international trade as well. I can't believe that you went on holiday and started a mini business with your brother. <laughs> we didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> I think we just gave a lift to someone and he gave us like fifty cents and we thought yeah, that's how. This is how. Fucking, Holy shit! This is it. This, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is how, how it starts. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> ben, your teeth are looking miraculously white today. They actually do look so white. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because I've been having teeth whitening. Really? Jeez. How? Well, I started Invisalign about two and a half months ago now. Two and a half months. Yeah. Well, I'm on week. I'm on week. I'm on week ten. Wow. So t- yeah, two and a half months. Crazy. That is quick. This year's gone quick. So these are these are like these are invisible retainers that you plug in and plug off your teeth, clip in and clip out, clip in, clip out. Uh, and then now, because my wedding's in three weeks, I've started the teeth whitening process, which means I have to put this gel in my retainers at night time. I have to do that for three weeks, right? The weirdest part about putting this teeth whitening in, though, and this is sounds really counterintuitive, when you put the gel onto your retainers and you best about you put it into your mouth, you have to make your teeth as dry as possible. And, mate, making your teeth dry is not an easy feat because it's your mouth. You're constantly creating saliva, right? Yeah. So you have to, like, take a cotton bud to your teeth and, like, dry your teeth. Polish off. them. Kind of. We'll just dry it out get the cotton to absorb your saliva. Wow. But what I did yesterday, I just took a hairdryer to my teeth. <laughs> did it work? <laughs> it worked very fucking well. <laughs> it, felt, it felt awful. Can but... you show us how you did that? <laughs> no. Uh. 
not about someone being able to Photoshop something else into the image quite easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever done those like teeth whitening strips? Uh, I haven't, no. And I've never hair dried my teeth either. I tried one lived. of those teeth whitening strips. Does it and hurt? Uh, yeah. It ri- well, oh, it I don't know if I'm just soft. It's probably that I'm just I've soft. I've heard it hurts. I put, I put it on. I'd take it off straight away because it really fucked my gums. I don't know why. Mm. Do, are you supposed to put it on? You don't want to whiten your gums though. Well, no, but it's hard to. <laughs> you trying exactly, to whiten your gums? Not trying to. I think I just wrong, like didn't apply it correctly. You but have also, got very white not, gums. Cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really hurt. So it put me off doing it forever. So now I just got shit teeth and I'm embracing it. You've got lovely teeth. Cheers, mate. Did you say embrace? I, I was fishing for compliments. <laughs> <laughs> embracing. Ah, oh, nice, nice. nice. Fuck See off, that Dan. tooth joke. Yeah, great. Cool. What time is it? Two thirty. Close. Come on. Nice. Two thirty, not two thirty. Did you get heard that, dickhead? Sorry. Okay. Cool. Cut that, Josh. No, no. Nope. There you go. I did that. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, uh, also in the news, uh, Max just recently got an EV. Yes. Didn't he? Nuke vehicle. The third company car. Let's go. Three out of four. One, two, three. What did you get? I got a Cupra Born, which is uh, made by the pe- same people that made the VW ID3. It's basically the same car, just with a uh, very with different... a sexy trim on it. Yeah, it's got like a little kit on it, so it's like a boy racer ID3, mm. basically. Mm. Um, but no, it's very, 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 very nice. You very nice. With it. Yeah. What's it like driving a new car as a young man? surreal mm. very surreal it was such a weird experience like I, I was saying to you guys like um my dad used to get company cars when i was a kid and i remember like sitting with him and and um the guy who delivered his car and like learning about his car and like just being as a kid you're like secondhand gassed like you're sat in this nice car and you're yeah. like oh this is fucking sick but this time like i was having that experience but it was my car and it was just weird, like driving it off the lot. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to touch anything because it's dad's car. Oh, no, no, it's my car. Mm-hmm. Okay, sick. And like, it has that new car smell and all the tech and everything. It's like, wow. Mm. I don't think I'll ever, I never thought I'd ever have like a new car. It had like six miles on it when I got in it. It's crazy how a, a new car can like make you feel. I remember when I was like 16, my dad got a new Ford Mondeo company car you and, fucking love that and, girl, and this this is like the first car i ever fell in love with and i remember he brought it back and it was like titanium it's like a titanium mondeo and it was black and it was like it was like it wasn't like quick or anything but it was like a business yeah car yeah so it was like kitted out inside tinted windows and all that really nice company car and i remember like i remember my mum was like oh it's so exciting we'll, we'll, we'll cook something really nice for dinner tonight to celebrate wow and my dad was like no carol we're going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> We're going out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, it becomes like a little event day, doesn't it? Yeah. I, like, I woke up and, and, you know, I had so much faff with my old car, like having to, I'd take that into a garage. I won't go into that because it's just long. Um, I had to take that into garage. I had to do a load of other stuff during the day. And then like, we got all that done. And then Karis was like, should we go into town and get some breakfast? I was like, yeah, oh, let's go yeah. into town and get some breakfast. It's new car day. Fuck <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So we went and got some breakfast. And What did you have? I had pancakes. With what? Pancakes with berries, because I was lean gains. You a berry man? Uh, well, I was getting, I was going to get bacon and maple syrup and all that shit. And, but then I was like, oh, no, nah, because, you know, trying to slim down. So I ended up going with uh, pancakes and a shitload of cream and all that stuff, because obviously I'm trying to watch my waistline. Mm. With cream. Yeah, ended yeah. up just, just cancelling it all out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but it didn't matter, because it was new car day, so it's an event. Like, Correct. I, yeah. Infinite so calorie day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
yeah and then went to go and pick up the car then i went and had a nice nice dinner with my mum and dad like it was massive it was a big day i'll remember it forever what was the first tune that came on in your car oh good question oh that is a good question because um, i remember hannah really making a point about oh yeah i remember my first t- my first song that came <laughs> on in my car and like she remembers like songs when she passed a driving test and shit like really? that I'm like, yeah. it's just weird that yeah. yeah to be fair i had that thought process before like a couple of days before i was like oh my god i need to pick what song i'm gonna put on make first. a little playlist yeah literally but as soon as i got there and, and, and alex pulled the cover off the car everything just left my head like yeah. everything that i thought i was just like i was like just a kid just so gassed i just couldn't yeah. think yeah um i think the first song that came on was probably something by dave i'm nice. not even joking because because we've been listening to jordan fours or jordan ones yeah exactly ones um but yeah it's just so i don't like i understand the difficulty that you had when you got your tesla i remember you saying that you didn't want to like bash petrol cars now or like bash like normal cars now but the difference is like it's immense it's like i just it is crazy can you uh, are you starting to realize how i feel about driving the van yet or is it too soon i think it's too soon i think the van is good because it's automatic yeah and i think if the van was manual and it didn't have like cruise control and all that stuff then yeah, it hasn't it got regen braking it'd be the same to be fair yeah i i have that's what scares me when i get in it and i have to remember to use the brake oh is that why you get a bit worried about it yeah because because I, I don't for those ha- who don't know what regen braking is please explain so electric cars they have regen braking where they will once you take your foot off the accelerator they will slow down kind of like they don't coast no they don't coast kind of like a more control car it just slows down mm. Um, and it uses that energy on the braking to recharge the battery. So yeah. you actually get way better mileage out of it. It's the way to use an electric car. You feel like you're getting pulled back a little bit. Yeah, well, it just, yeah. It just brakes heavy. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to keep your foot on the accelerator or in cruise control the whole time. Yeah. You can turn it off, but it's stupid to do so. The Tesla's is quite harsh, though, I've noticed. It is, yeah. Like, it is. Uh, it slows you down a lot, whereas that one isn't actually too bad. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, it doesn't really matter how strong it is because your foot's going to be in the accelerator anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting in a van or another car now, you have you have to remember when you stop accelerating. Yeah, there's just, another pedal. You keep going. Yeah, yeah. You, you keep rolling. Josh, do you do you know what I mean about the van? Does it? Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm so used to regen now. I did it in in the ID three the other day. I put it into drive just to see what it was like, and I was like, "This is weird." Really, just coasting along. Yeah, but then when I drive to the the van to shoot, it's it's weird having yeah. like all that grumbling engine underneath you and like. It's just not moving at the speed the electric cars do. It, it really is. I would say it's like it's like going from your first phone, your last phone, to your first iPhone. Yeah. Do you remember? Because you're going from your fucking Motorola flip phone, and then you get an iPhone, and you've got a fucking giant screen, and you mm. can you can watch YouTube, and you can go on yeah. the internet, and all of that, and 3G. It was it was that sort of leap. It's just like fucking hell. This is crazy. Yeah. I'll never go back to flip. You, you didn't think about flip phones ever again, did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. True. It, it's, Go for it, mate. I was just going to say big props, <laughs> props to Alex Jolly, though, for the oh, hookup mate, and, and for nice the experience. Me. Yeah, honestly, Alex, if you're watching this, you're the fucking man. Like, he, he sorted me right out. I think we, we literally just before we started filming this podcast, we got an update on the car that I was supposed to get. Um, and it got pushed back another six months. Yeah. And it had already Next been year. pushed back six months. Yeah. So you're supposed it, to get it in May. It's now January. <laughs> Next year. Next year. So, uh, yeah, Alex, if you're watching. Yeah fucking love you bless up but w- which is quite mad to, to think about the experience that c- you can kind of get in a dealership like you know cupra where he kind of had the cloth and all this stuff and yeah and it was like a proper day whereas like you've gone and bought a tesla mm. and the experience is you go to a stand <laughs> at a shopping mall they say yeah if you could just sign this bit of paper here right and then say it, not take you that. to a parking lot or not even that they just double check my name and address and, and then say it's outside and then they, and they give you two 
like debit cards that are, that, that, that are your Tesla key. Crazy. And they say, do you, want, do you want us to walk you around it? And I, in my head, I'm like, I know more than you. Because yeah. <laughs> I've watched like 95 hours of content on, on like receiving your car and stuff because you have to wait. And then you get out there and then all of a sudden you forget everything. Mm. <laughs> and then you get in it and it's just mad. It was cool that all you boys were there for collection because I think you all shared like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe this is Ben's car. Like I was thinking. It's quite crazy though that the the scale of what Tesla is and how big it is and how impressive it is, that kind of end customer service is so kind of, mm. yeah. yeah. I suppose because they're so efficient in their delivery system. Yeah. You can be like that because you didn't, well, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't have any issues when you went and picked the car up. No. It was seamless. Very seamless. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, like, I, I, I didn't give a shit if it was more personal. No, no. I was just so excited to get the car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I, I didn't care if there was going to be a hundred handovers or one handover. Just get me in the seat. Yeah. It was pretty impressive though when we got there. Because it's at Cabot, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we got to the car park in Cabot and there was just rows and rows and rows of Teslas, which is quite impressive. It's quite a sick sight. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> it was quite cool having a having a cloth pulled over your car though yeah that was really because i remember watching like loads of car deliveries as a kid like seeing people collect their supercars and it's like a ferrari under a sheet and they pull it off because i have it and then he do it and that's my car underneath it i was like whoa um yeah so we have actually as you boys know we've gone carbon negative drum roll please joss uh i don't think that's the sound effect for that something yeah yeah we care about the environment <laughs> now three of us have electric cars we are even better. Than yeah, we you are so green. And I'm green. Green with envy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry, ben, I should have um, thrown something down there. For on. people who are listening who don't know what carbon negative is, could you explain for us, please? Yeah, it just means when people talk about carbon, you get really negative about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, carbon negative is when you take car- more carbon out of the atmosphere than you put in. So you actually, you are... Uh, a climate positive business but you're a carbon negative company so you're taking more carbon out of the atmosphere than you actually put in so therefore you're reducing the amount of carbon in the atmosphere therefore you're reversing the effects of global warming and making the planet a whole lot safer for our dolphin friends and seagulls that is amazing because isn't it true that whenever like rockets go out of space they break the ozone layer Do you know I once heard that? I have no idea. What? No, that could be true. There was once an interview of someone who said that. They were like, you know, uh, Tes- it is about Tesla, I think. It was about the Tesla, um, what are those things that are doing Wi-Fi up in the sky? Starlink. 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 So they were like, yeah, the Starlink's good, but like every time they put one of those up into the sky, it's completely tearing through the atmosphere, um, uh, tearing through the ozone layer or something like that, mm. which is, is not correct, I believe. Because I don't think it's not anyway, like sorry, it's not Josh. like a layer of gel, is it? That's around the atmosphere. I think it's a. It's You're free to go in and out. Just thin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no like ticket machine. Yeah. You've got to all day pass. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if. Well, I wonder what identification you need to to provide to get out of the. Uh, <laughs> a PhD in aerospace engineering. Yes. Eventually, that will you'll do need stuff. You'll need like you'll need international passports. Wow. Mm. To get to. I wonder the what colour they'll be. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about. Um, carbon negative and stuff like that though ben yeah why have we done the whole carbon negative thing long story short we start we thought we just start to have a better understanding of what our vision and goals are as a company Mm -hmm. and along with other things around culture and stuff we thought another good thing would be environment because it's something we all care about i guess because we're young we all kind of naturally fall into that aspect already Mm. not that older people don't but i mean they kind of don't it's down to us to make a, a difference yeah a difference and also like at this stage in our career, in our business, why aren't we doing something? Correct. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah. 
So the, 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 the first big thing we could do really for the environment is to make sure that we're not polluting it. And that's now what we've done by being carbon negative. And I guess the next step would be to strive for stuff like being a B Corp company where we, you know, we have, well, we don't have a hundred percent male ratio for a start, white male ratio. And then we move into having like, you know, more female staff, more um, the diverse staff, diverse team and fair salaries for all. Not that we don't already, but like all that sort of stuff. Josh, am I missing anything on B Corp there? I don't think so, mate. No, I think that's good. Yeah, so um, I think we just move towards being a more equally fair and good business for all. How, so obviously we are now, Sexy. the team, we are a team of four. Correct. Three out of the four have EVs. <laughs> yeah, who um, doesn't, Dan? God, keep drilling it back. Yeah, sorry, just have Drill to mention that. Back. But then not only that, but we also have a diesel van. We do. So there is that factor, but do you want to talk about how we offset that? Correct, yeah, okay, so... Basically, Earthly, they come in and they say, here is the biggest Excel spreadsheet you're ever going to see in your entire life. We need you to fill this out. And it asks you questions, anything from um, how many miles you do in your company van through to your granddad's inside leg. They want to know fucking everything. And once you fill that information out, it takes you a better part of three months and you lose sanity, mental health, go through therapy, come back, finish it. Carbon negative, though. You then hand that back. They work out what your carbon footprint is. Ours was 36.8 tons. And they said, would you like to round up to 40? So you can actually offset even more than you put in. And I said, fuck yes. So we did that. And we we paid um, around, I think it was £500 to offset the carbon that we've emitted since we started our company since inception. Which which really isn't, it's not that expensive, you know, to completely offset everything you've ever done. But I guess we're in an industry where we don't actually, you know, we're not a factory. Yeah, just yeah. pumping out shit constantly. Yeah. So ours is, ours is okay. Um, and it's just, I don't know about you, but I, I definitely feel a bit better for it. I never, I was saying this the other day, I've never really been, it sounds so bad, I've never really been in tune with that kind of stuff. Like, I'll, for example, driving my car, mm. I haven't really got a choice. I've just got to, I have to drive, so I'm going to drive. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until starting here, I think I was speaking to you, Josh, like, that I really understood the effect of it. Mm-hmm. And like now, every time I see, I mean, it's a very like privileged situation to be in, but like every time I see like a truck drive past and then like a massive puff of black smoke comes out the mm-hmm. back of it, mm-hmm. I just think, fuck, that is, that's so bad. I always think like, fuck, I need to get my windows up and turn my aircon on inside only cabin yeah. air ASAP before I breathe that in. But I can never do it faster because my fingers are like fucking tweezers mate they just can't i can't press buttons fast enough i'm panicking <laughs> i'm gonna lose my job you know i just it just goes crazy yeah you that, know what i mean dan yeah that's that's the problem you see with evs <laughs> first of all there's too many buttons second of all there's no chance you could get from swindon to scotland <laughs> oh my god <laughs> said every petrol driver like, ever to be fair i do drive from swindon to scotland every day <laughs> so there's no way that i'm gonna be able to live since, since having an ev have you had any uh people argue the case against them oh, have you mate. had people like oh you can't do that with it because I, I literally watched a video last night and it was of a it was of a facebook group um of people who are very, very anti-establishment and stuff. And um, what it, sort of Facebook group are you in? I went deep into Facebook. It was a Facebook. Oh, I'll show you later. And um, <laughs> and this there was this just group of 50, 60 year old plus people, and they were saying about yeah, electric cars aren't good for me. I couldn't use that on the farm. And then they talk about the whole <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't get from the, you know Swindon to to Scotland easy. You'd have to charge up like hundred times. People are so unaware of really the possibilities of what electric cars are doing and how good they are. They just write it off because they don't understand it. Uh, what what funny arguments have you boys heard? Joss, have you heard any 
crazy shit coming out of people's mouths? Uh, Pete, um, ben, you put it perfectly the other day when we were talking about it. If people can't afford it, they don't like it. And if people don't understand it, they hate it. Mm. And that is that hits the nail on the head because if someone doesn't understand something, they instantly don't care and they don't care to research. And the trouble is people, they hear one thing and then they fixate on that and they hold on to that idea. So, you know, electric cars 10 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to get very far. You couldn't do more than 80 miles. But people hold on to that idea. They don't realize that there's electric cars now that can do 400 miles and that there's literally rapid charges in every service station now. Imagine not realizing that technology evolves. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like literally the fastest moving industry on the planet ever to exist. And you think, "Mm, that's going to stay the same. I think another yeah. thing as well, though, is like the cost thing. Because I always thought, yeah. like, I remember yeah. when I started the business and, and or when I started here and, you know, here there was more talks of, because I know like Josh really wanted an EV. I'd never really thought about it, but I, it was always something that was like electric cars, like Teslas cost like £100,000. There's no way I'm going to ever be able to get a Tesla. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that other EVs are the same price. Mm-hmm. And also... Teslas themselves have come down a lot as they've brought, they're bringing new models out. Model 3 is cheap. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I think people hear, I can't remember what it's called. Like Rivian, for example, 80 grand car yeah, they start yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. That's what they think of when they think EV. Oh, I'm not going to be able to afford that. And while, yes, EVs in general to buy one outright are probably expensive, more expensive than Agreed. other options that you yeah, could get, yeah. they're actually not. If you were going to go and finance a petrol car, it would cost you pretty much the same as the EV that I've got, for example, mm. in a lot of cases. Yeah, and like, let's not uh, let's not avoid the elephant in the room. It's not like we've just gone out and spent 160 grand on these no. electric cars. These are all business leases, and they're all very, very tax efficient. There's no BIC rate. You get corporation tax savings. Like, these cars are... We're, we're leasing, like, brand new electric cars for the same price as leasing a new Vauxhall Insignia. Like it, these aren't these aren't luxury prices. It's just the fact that the government are really pushing, and have, there's so many tax benefits to leasing an electric car versus anything else. And it's kind of like you either do it now and have and enjoy it, mm. or you miss the boat. Yeah. You know, when my lease on my Tesla's up in, four, in three and a half years, I might not be able to lease one again because the benefits won't be there and it mm. won't be worth doing. I only did it because of the amount of money. It's not actually expensive, and yeah. that's that's what's really interesting about it is it comes across very flexy, but yeah. it's the complete opposite. We're actually saving money by doing it. I had that exact thing last night. I went out uh, with some with some friends, and they were they were saying like, "Oh my god, I saw the car that you got!" Like I saw, like, I instantly went on AutoTrader and looked it up, and I was. They were like, "How the fuck did you get that? That's ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Is that like yes? If I if we'd have bought that outright, it would be ridiculous. Mm. But that car out there is cheaper to me, as in like what I actually pay for it. Yeah. That car is cheaper than the 2010, 2011 Audi that I had, the A1, <laughs> yeah. 1.6 diesel. Yeah, that." electric car that's brand new costs less mm. that is insane yes that's what's crazy about it but people don't tune in to think about it no but i guess you kind of have to be in the know to know right very true there it is mm. and if you'd like more about that information contact ben there's a youtube video yeah. don't contact me just go on the other channel and, and search tesla <laughs> and you'll find the video once you've watched that video though send dan a message yeah, <laughs> tell him what you've learned. Yeah, yeah. Please do that. I actually get messages fucking loads about Tesla and say, oh, how are you going so cheap? And I send the video. And they're like, yeah, but can you explain it to me? And I'm like, watch the fucking video. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy. Sorry, mate. Are you, are you getting sassy with me? Nah. Good. Yeah. Love you. Cool to you, yeah? 
Uh, I'm just going to pull up what I wanted to speak to you about, Dan. Do you remember getting your A-level results? Uh, A-level? I'm not too sure. College. They, uh, yeah, college. Collage. They, have come, they would have probably come through the post, right? I got mine in a, in a giant assembly and they read the results out live. No. No, <laughs> no they didn't. Yeah. Really? Yeah, with public services. Did you not have that? They uh, read nah. your results. Yeah. Definitely, no, I definitely yeah. didn't have it in person. I had a BTEC and we yeah, did, a, that, did, did a BTEC in public services and we had an assembly and I got the lowest result possible. I got I got triple pass. N- yeah. And look where you are now. Well, you did a BTEC. Well done, mate. Yeah, I did BTEC in public services. So like army, judiciary, Mad. military. Yeah. Tantalizing. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what memories do you have of that? Was it a good day, bad day? And for those that are receiving theirs today, what should they feel? I just remember not really giving a fuck. <laughs> nice. Simply put, I, I had no plans to go to university. And even if, I mean, I guess if I did, I would have been disappointed, but I kind of asked for it. Like if you try and go to university and you get triple, you get enough UCAS points, that's kind of on you. You don't get to your first university. It might be a bit shit. You don't go the way you want to in university, but fucking hell, it's such a short period of your life. And your life, I haven't been to university, but I imagine as soon as you leave it, your life changes forever anyway. It doesn't really matter where you go. Mm. University for Amber was one of the like worst five years of her life, and she's way happier since she met me, obviously. Um, <laughs> but like, I am not going to uni was the best decision I probably ever made, aside from going into business with Dan. There it is, ladies and gents. Bless you. Bless what you. were your results like? Uh, I think I just got like a merit or something like that. Merits. Of course, you fucking did, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, pet. kind of middle ground, you know. That's how I've always been. Mediocre at best. Yeah, not oh. great, but not rubbish. But in the middle. <laughs> I got you, you ran 100k, mate. You're one of the best people I've ever met. Yeah, in 14 hours. That's not great. I could have done it in 10. <laughs> <laughs> Next on, year, I got BEU in my A levels. Wow. And I did four subjects. Where'd the fourth one go? Yeah, well, you tell me, mate. <laughs> Fuck knows. I think I had to drop it in the end. But yeah, I remember opening my results being like, Fuck. And then going back to work and being mm. like, This is shit. What was an E? Is it. A U is just like, like, like there's no grey with that. That's... U is just like your shit, mate. And do you know what I got you in? Photography. Media. Really? <laughs> yeah. That explains so much. And then the I went and got a degree in it, and now I work in it. What did you get in How the degree? How does that work? 2-1. Uh, High 2-1. I was two marks off a first, and I was fucking fuming. You told us in the interview that you got a first, and this job was first only requirement? Yeah. We do purely on grades. Sorry, I got a first, my first day. That's the thing. We're going to have to take the car <laughs> Sorry. Back. Well, I'm a bit foggy. <laughs> Can't take the car away. Yeah. Joss, have you got a degree? No, you know I haven't got a degree. That's why I asked. It's not about us, Joss. It's about the audience that are listening. I Max, you're the most have qualified person here, Max. Yeah, but a degree is just... It, it. Depending on what you get a degree in, I would argue a degree doesn't really help you. I will say it much. now as an employer. I could not give two shits if you have a degree or not. I will literally hire you. We will hire you 90% on attitude. Yeah. And 10%, if, if you're good at the job, that's a great bonus. But if your attitude's great, that's kind of all we need you to do. What if my attitude's bad? Um, Josh, <laughs> Josh you're, you're thinking out loud again. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about If that. your attitude's bad, you won't have an interview and you won't get a job. And we've had bad, in, bad attitude interviews. We have. Um, with uh, jeans and black trainers. Yes, that guy. Yeah, uh, I think in media though, like it, it really matters about your portfolio as well, and like what you do. Show, show it really that you're helps. good. It really helps. Yeah, but you can like you can pull other people's shit and claim it as your own on portfolios. Yeah, true. Look, at, I mean, Dan's portfolio is like loads of shit that I shot. So yeah, all the, all <laughs> the photography is Ben's. Most of the video is yours. 
<laughs> nice. And I still got the job. <laughs> I just got the shop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, some of that I've noticed we've been doing recently. We've been shooting a lot more real estate, haven't we, boys? A lot more houses. It's free real estate. It's free real estate. Real estate. Joss. Is that the Did last word? The state. The state. So we've been doing a lot for our good friend Callum Aslan Tape, who runs Anthony Aslan. Nice. Uh, and also for our good, 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 good friend and DJ host, Ashley Berry, who runs Easy Living Property. DJ. Um, and they, Ash obviously works in development and Callum works as real estate. Um, but we are getting in a lot of houses lately, boys, aren't we? we are Loads. Film, we're filming a lot of walls. I feel like I've, I, I know so much about housing now. Mm. Yeah, I think we should maybe start selling houses ourselves. Who would be the best house salesperson? Do you ben. Think? What would? <laughs> that's not even like that's not even a question. I I don't know. It depends on the house. I it think... depend. It depends on the people you're viewing around, though, because some people might get your energy and be like, "He's a bit much." Like your energy will be high, whereas I think someone like Joss. He's going to come in all calm, chilled, loving. They're hey. going to fall in love with Joss, and he's going to just sell them the dream. That's how True. I used to close sales, baby. Yeah, you Joss know, is the you, salesperson here. Do you know too. I once closed a sixteen thousand pound sale in, eh? my, in what, my old job? What were you what selling? Was it? Crack, mate. Oh, I, I sold the shit out of it all. They came in for there a big, t- big TV, gave them a, a sound system and everything as well. And what, like, what TV it was works. it? It was like a uh, eighty-inch, like eight K Samsung at the time, and it was like. Eight nine grand just for the TV, Fucking and they had like hell. a sound bundle. Oh, oh and God. then they wanted the the company to set it up and put it on the wall and all of that, and that costs a lot sixteen extra, grand. Yeah, you got Heck too much money at that point. Joss asked me to ask that question, <laughs> <laughs> just so you could talk about. Have you noticed that in all these podcasts, you guys just rinse me? No, are you getting upset? Yeah, oh, nice. Josh, don't don't victimise yourself. Come on, we talk about yeah. attitude earlier. Yeah, yeah. We need to chat about. Just, yeah. Sorry, Josh, it's because you're in a different room, so it's Dan's like it, it just is na- terrible. <laughs> in the next yeah, podcast, we need to get you, you. We need to get you in the seat so that, so that you can give it back. But going back to my point, I think you would sell houses better based on the property. For example, like new builds, I reckon I outsell you all day because it's cookie cutter shit. But if it came to like a farm. In the middle of nowhere, right? And and because the thing is, Dan, you know weird shit. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, just to let you know. Um, I know this house is this farm doesn't look like much, but every other full moon, a river comes through here, and you see a silver swan. And this is something I read on like this heritage podcast about sixteen years ago. Yeah. And you'd know shit, weird shit like that, and people would be like, fucking, hell, I'm going to have to buy it. Whereas I'd be like, four thousand square feet, you can get two horses in here, and your kids can go to school. Nice. Very, you know I mean? Yeah, very, very straight talking. Yeah, but you'd know the Silver Swan story. I love that. And I think that's what sells it, Dan. I think that's what sells us. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a, par- a partnership. I, I feel like I'm too easy to read. I'd, I'd walk onto a farm and be like, fucking stinks it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it stinks. <laughs> Don't get a shit. Absolute shit out yeah. <laughs> How's it been, Max, shooting houses? From the variety that we've had. We've had some very, very spenny houses yeah. to some not so spenny houses. Uh, it's been interesting. Range in size. It's been interesting. It's it's definitely uh it's definitely different. Uh some houses are easier to work with than others, but it's a new challenge and I think we've risen to it very quickly and very well. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we've got some new houses on the way, some big houses on the way, which I'm very excited for. Um Do you like shooting real estate? Uh I find it quite therapeutic at times. Mm. I think it depends on the house. Like there are some houses that you get in there and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I can work with this." Like this, this is going to be a sick video. But there's mm. also on the other side to that, there's some there's some houses that you walk in and be like, "I've got my work cut out." Mm. Um, 
and you 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 know there have been times where we're walking around houses and I'm thinking fuck how do I get this angle or how do I how do I make this space look big yeah which can be really hard to do because obviously in, like traditionally in real estate you want to make every room look as big as possible um and some are really hard to do that but I think we have we're going about it in a different way I feel like not to sound really cringe like oh yeah we're doing things differently but like we're disrupting the market yeah no we're just like we're putting a little spin on the traditional real estate video that's just like a sweep like a pan of every single room and like you know you said that um you have to work out how to make things look bigger yeah just shave trust me (laughs) adds like an extra two inches that's really that's why that's why you should be the director only you need to worry about that issue too (laughs) oh my god wow jeez at least i'm not infertile (laughs) (laughs) that's because i've got a kid in the way not because dan's not infertile disclaimer uh but you're lucky i didn't go there my jokes that i say (laughs) they wouldn't be as dumbfounded if you guys fucking said something you just let it always fall on deaf ears like stella what do you mean like right now she's not deaf Oh, what? As in, like, we don't say anything after. I say the joke, no. and then it's just like tumbleweed. It's because that, <laughs> it shows how shit your jokes are. That's all we're doing. Joss, was, they, was that shit? I think it was pretty good. <laughs> Love the silence, there. All right, Joss, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, shooting real estate has been has been fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next house because the next house is fucking massive. It's very big, isn't it, Dan? Speaking yes. of big things, Dan, um, train strikes. Train strikes, massive, absolutely massive. Train strikes this weekend, Thursday. And Saturday, coming in hot. I think every single train on the lines this weekend are going to be out of action. 80% That's out of action. Trains. Even Francis Bourgeois is not going to be able to make his TikToks this weekend because the trains are out of action, ladies and gentlemen. Is it, is it Bourgeois? I always thought it was like Bolognese or... or He's mind the gap. Or, or Bolognese. Uh, I think it's Bourgeois. There's train 32 leaving out of the Sydney station going towards London Paddington. That's... Karis was going to go into the office. She works from home and she's, only been, she's been in her job for over a year now. And she's only been in the office, I think, three times. Wow. And this week she was going to go into the office because someone's leaving at her work and it was all a big thing. Uh, and then rail strike. We're supposed to go in today? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So rip. Hi- that's hybrid working, mate. Yeah. Mental. It's crazy. It's crazy the infrastructure they have. Anyway. What do you think about the railway strikes? Do you know the postmen are going to stri- post people are going to strike soon? Sorry. That's a good say. You, you nearly said one gender post people, didn't you? I did. Right, I wrong. It's it wrong. Wrong. Train strikes? What, what I have noticed, though, about postmen and women is I don't think I've ever seen a postman or woman not in shorts. Just <laughs> discuss. Yeah, I think... Post skirts? Not, not a thing. Mate, could you imagine doing that walk in big trousers? Yeah, They'd mate. They'd weigh you down. You're nowhere near a streamline. And you're cold. chub rub. Do you find, though, that you're, no matter the weather, you can wear shorts and your legs don't really get cold? Yeah. Do you find that? I don't think I don't, I don't I don't have any memory of my legs feeling cold. No, no, never. I've definitely had cold legs. Have you? Yeah, weak. Have you ever played an outdoor sport and got really cold and wet? Not yes. my legs though. My my core, my chest, my head, maybe my hips, my love handles, but not my legs. Never the legs. Mate, I played. I, we used to play rugby in like when it was like. I remember playing rugby in the snow, and my the studs wouldn't go in the ground because the ground was so, like frozen solid. And I remember, like, I couldn't catch a rugby ball because my hands were freezing yeah. cold. Yeah. And then they called the match early because no one could play. Like, everyone was dropping the ball. No, like, no one wanted to be there. We went back into the change rooms and I physically couldn't get my boots off because my hands were so cold. And I couldn't undo my laces because they were caked in mud and all the mud had frozen. So I was just sat there wow. in the change rooms, like, 
staring at these boots with hands that felt like they were on fire they were that cold yeah. just like what is life why am i here and it was a sunday so i was like sat there and i'm like i'll go fucking school tomorrow as well. oh. like, what is the point jeez uh, do you ever get cold in ice hockey you're not really no not in ice hockey in football any outdoor sports yes massively but yeah. ice hockey no but it's ironic you, that do you remember your legs being I, my hands my feet have got cold but never my legs no i just remember i used to love getting really dirty at football like really muddy Right. I used to get in the car, my mum had to put a bin bag on the seat because I used to get always dirty. I was always the one guy who just slide tackled everything. You're like the polar opposite of me, I hated it. Even in warm ups, I was slide tackling nothing. Did you just, just practicing? Did you just slide into like wet puddles as well? Yeah. Was that you? Like, um, wet puddles, if there was like just the flags in the corners and stuff, just practice on them sometimes. Did you ever do it at school? Get a few in early. Were you that kid, <laughs> at, sco- were you that kid at school that would like, if there was like, we used to have so many kids like that, where there was like a big mud patch? on the field yeah and like the kids would just jump in it in PE maybe yeah no like the, I used what, to know kids like, in their school uniform that everyone would be like go and jump in that puddle and they're nah, like that's fuck disgusting. yeah and they go and slide in the mud puddle that's mad mate I'm not looking forward to my washing machine mate because Calgon's not going to keep it up if that's the case yeah you just got you got to make sure that your kid's not not like that well they can do what they want they've got their own willpower true 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 um, talking about willpower uh, I nearly drove into someone the other day Oh, no, yeah. actually, they nearly drove into me. God, yeah. that could have been a court case, couldn't it? <laughs> have you heard this story, Josh? <laughs> yeah, not good. Have you heard Max? Yeah. Okay, go doesn't, on. Then. Doesn't Shall show down in the best light. No, no, it's good. I just it's, good it's funny, though, isn't it's it? It's kind of not my fault, though, and it, it well... doesn't show me in a bad light, <laughs> but I am right for what I did. If you like. Driving down a road, uh, overtook a car, completely fine, in the speed limit. Next thing you know, the car that was on my left suddenly also wanted to overtake that car as I was passing. He sends it towards me. I have to fly my car to the right so we're both kind of going sideways i came to a halt horn down old man driving that car was completely unaware of what just happened and i'm pretty sure he hit the side of my car so i'm fuming and i think fuck we have to like get into a shop we have to pull into a car park just so we can trade details because that's what you've been taught to do right that's the right thing right yeah cool uh um so i pull up beside him on a traffic light so i make can we just pull over you know you've just hit me in the car and he old man he's like oh i didn't know i haven't done anything like that and he's completely unaware so i was like for fuck's sake what do i do now so i thought well i better follow him to, to see if he'll pull over for me so i follow him around and we're driving around swindon and it's literally cat and mouse so i'm kind of chasing him about and i don't think he's aware that i'm actually following him at this point he's just kind of going on with his day it was a sunday so he's within the Sunday driving category of 80 years old. Uh, we're driving about, and then next thing you know, he turns into an entrance of this park. As we're driving down, I start to see some things on my left and right. It works out that we're inside the fucking crematorium. We're going to the car park of the crematorium, and the guy who hit me is probably going to see his deceased wife. <laughs> and I'm t- on his tail. At that point, when I got into the crematorium, I thought I'd better back off a little bit here because this is a bit insensitive. He absolutely sends it into the car park, wangs his car into a hedge. Didn't didn't give a shit. Uh, I put my car like over the road from him because I didn't want to like be you know. I, at the point I cooled down. Too confrontational. Yeah, I was like, I can't be confrontational here. This Bearing is in a- mind, you've just followed him across Swindon into, yeah, into thought, a crematorium. Yeah, I thought this is a place of many respects. So I thought I best calm down here. <laughs> Get out of my car. I go over to him, and he's just about to walk off because he didn't know I was there. And I said, "Sorry, mate, but I think we've just hit each other on the main road back there." And again, he repeats, I haven't done, I don't know what you're on about. What are you on about? And just kept repeating about, he had no idea what was happening and what had happened. Uh, So which was really frustrating me because I was like, you've just fucking hit me. I didn't swear at him, but I was like, you've just hit me. I need your details. 
And then I look at the side of my car and he's like, well, whereabouts did I hit you? And then I look at the side of my car and there's no damage. He hasn't hit me. And I've just tailed him across Winden into the crematorium. <laughs> to, to, to find his dead wife. But before he goes in, he gets accused of causing a car accident. <laughs> on a Sunday as well. On a Sunday. <laughs> and you've got school tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> He's get, he got his car, mate, with two walking sticks. So Fucking he was hell. old. Um, and I felt so bad. I, I kind of went over to my car hoping there was damage to make me not look like a twat. But there wasn't damage, which made me look like a twat. And, and at that point, I had to just be like, he was getting angry as well then because he was like, well, no, because you're accusing me. And he thought I was trying to like scam him. And I was like, I'm not trying to scam you. You've just nearly hit me. Um, and then I just thought, okay, well, I need to leave. So then I got back in my car and drove off. So yeah, that, that's a thought. If you ever get hit by someone, good luck. I've just got a vision. I'd love to have been there for the moment where you're like, all right, cheers then. Bye. That would make such a funny animated sketch where you get there and you, after all of this fucking drama, you realise the guy is mourning his wife yeah. and he's gone to cremate her. I, I did say when I got out, I said, I'm really sorry that I have to do this here, but you've just hit me on my car and I think we need to trade details. And he was just like completely unaware. And the one thing that annoyed me the most about it wasn't necessarily the fact that he hit my car, it was more the fact that he didn't pull over. I thought, at least have the courtesy to just say, all right, let's go have a look at them. Oh, there's no damage. Cool, let's carry on with our day. But he just, just was like, no, I didn't do anything. To be fair, I think if I saw someone like following me, like chasing me down, I'd be less likely to pull over. Yeah, probably. What I would do is I would drive to the nearest crematorium <laughs> and pretend my wife had just died. Do you know? Do you, imagine if the whole time he was just like, where can I go? Where will, this, where will, he, where will he get sympathy and leave me alone? Yeah. The whole time as well, Hannah's like, so I call Hannah as well, and I'm meant, I'm going, I'm getting angry in the car. I'm like, babe, someone's just hitting to the side of me. I'm going to follow them because I don't know they're not pulling over. I've got a photo of their plate and stuff like that. She's like, okay, yeah, stay cool, stay cool. All right, I'll um, well, I'll see you later. And then she looks on like find my own phone app or whatever. She sees where I am. She starts tracking me, and then she sees that I pull into some random car park in the middle of like forest and shit. Obviously, <laughs> crematorium being like fields and stuff. She starts panicking, thinking. Dan's going to go and have a fight with someone and he's going to get beaten up, likely. Uh, so she starts locking up all the windows and doors and gets ready with Stella. And she said she literally was about to leave and she picked up an umbrella as a weapon just in case. That's a ride or die right there, mate. Yeah, she got my back. Marry that girl. I will. So there it is. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry if that's your grandfather or if, he, if even if you are listening. I'm sorry. Terry. Yeah. That's bad. The moral it? of the story is check yourself before you wreck yourself. How can I check myself when I'm driving the bleeding car? <laughs> is that a bad... Have I done something wrong there, do you think? No, mate. Do you, you... think less of me? Have I done bad? No. no. I think it's hilarious, Look, though. At the end of the day, he could have driven to a fucking playground and sat on a park bench and been a weirdo. He just happened to drive to a crematorium yeah. and you didn't know that. It, it always famous... happens to me, though, these things, I swear. Yeah, to be It fair. does happen to you, yeah. But in the famous words of Will McKenzie, that's terrible. But it's not really relevant, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so little, true. Little yeah. in between his quote for you there. That's what you should have said. Like he said, I'm going to go see my wife. Like not really relevant, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Oh. oh well, that's been a fantastic podcast, boys. Thank you very much for coming today, and make sure you put your invoices in because I know we pay you for your time here. Yeah, if you can get my car fixed as well, please. Thanks, everyone, for being a part of this podcast. Uh, thank you to the listeners and the viewers out there. If you are watching this on some sort of Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube playlist thing, just make sure you like and engage with it. Thank you. Thank you. Ben, good night, Jim Kite. <laughs>